Hi everyone, Aisha here. Just wanted to give you guys a quick apology for my half of the episode this week. The audio quality is not great. I'm not really sure what happened between myself and my microphone, but it wasn't good. So hopefully you'll be able to enjoy the episode, even though the sound quality is not that great. Anyway, enjoy the show! Oshiokyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kimberly. I'm Isha, and in this episode, we'll be talking about Sailor Moon R, episode 75 through 82. We're in the home stroke, people just hang on in there. We're, we're almost out of this mess. <laughs> With these episodes, we are a third of the way. We are, two, I'm sorry, we are three fourths of the way through Sailor Moon R. <laughs> For such a short season, it's so goddamn long. Yeah, really. There's like there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, and yet there's almost nothing going on. I still, you know, the Makai tree is still my favorite portion of this whole thing because it's just so yeah, it's just so balls to the walls. <laughs> it's so weird. It, that's true. And then you do how. Oh, go ahead. We do now, however, meet, like, Esmeralda. Like, we properly meet the rest of the Black Moon clan. Rubius is dead. The Ayakashi sisters are, like, regular people now. Now we meet Daman, Safir, Esmeralda. Safir is straight up, like, I'm not about this. You should, like, leave the past in the past. Like, forget about it. Just take care of, you know, this happening here. Uh, wise And Wiseman's like, uh, no. <laughs> Sapphire is yeah. Sapphire is less invested in this season than we are, I feel like. He <laughs> he wants to be I mean, there far less than we do, and that's saying something. I would definitely be like the Sapphire of an evil group being like, guys, you know, guys, like it's not that has nothing to do with our aims, guys. It's just gonna screw us over. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's let's get into that as we as we had come across him because yeah, he's he's got legit concerns, you know. No, like, look, if I've learned anything from Sailor Munar is that Sapphire was right the whole time. Oh even yeah, in the parts that he's wrong about. Well, because they're in the future, they've got the upper hand, and all they have to do is finish it up, seal the deal, you know, destroy what's yeah. left, and and it would have been there. They were winning. They were yeah. winning, and they they just came up with a harebrained screen, um, harebrained scheme to uh, go back in time and win harder, you know. And it's like, and the whole time Sephir is saying, like, I don't trust Wise Man. I think he's using us for his own ends. I don't think we should trust him. We yeah. <laughs> Demand is like, uh, Wiseman's like, Demand, are you gonna let him talk to you like that? And Demand's like, no. And since Esmeralda is obsessed with Demand, she's like, I'm gonna do whatever Demand tells me to do. Oh, yeah. Sapphire's over here, like, all of you suck. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the main issue that I have with Sailor Moon R. It happens in this episode, which is that. So, like, remember in the in episode 74, they were fighting on the ship, like, 
Kitty Uso was, like, pulling out all of those malefic black crystals. Yeah. And so, like, the effort of doing that has put her into a coma. Mm-hmm. Totally understandable. Tons of evil energy was channeling through her. So the Senshi are like, what do you do? How do we help her? And then Sailor Pluto projects herself through Luna P. She reveals herself to them. She tells them about herself. Sailor Pluto is the guardian of time. She's the one who gave to the use of the, t- the space-time key in order to, t- to go back into the past. She's the one who told Chibiusa to go find Sailor Moon for help. Like, and then they, and then she says, like, Chibiusa is in a coma. Like, you have to go inside of her mind in order to save her life. And it, uh, it's like, okay, thanks. Okay. How do you know this? And then she, and then she, like, puts them in Chibiusa's mind. And I'm just sitting here, like, none of this is right for Sailor <laughs> Right. You know, Sailor Pluto absolutely did not send Chebyusa in the past. Sailor Pluto absolutely did not allow for any of this to happen. So, you know, it's just, Sailor Moon R looked at Pluto and was like, okay, that's a great concept. We're not going to follow literally the three rules you lay out in your story. Yeah. Because she's supposed to be... Doesn't matter. She's supposed to be the hidden senshi, you know? Yeah, like, they're not supposed to know she exists. She's not supposed to reveal herself. Yeah, and she's like, "Sup, guys? I'm Sailor Pluto. This is what's up. This is what's wrong with her, and, and uh, with her, and this is this is how you're gonna fix it. Somehow, I have yeah. the power to put you inside her mind." I honestly think it's literally just it's the good. writers being like, "Well, we need somebody to replace King Serenity from the first season. We need like a ghost, so Sailor yeah. Pluto will do." Yeah, which mm-hmm. I. I mean, there's no reason. Like, she's still a ghost. Like, she could still be a ghost. She didn't go nowhere. Yeah, it's very, it's very, well, no, like, Queen Serenity, like, her hologram ran out and she died. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. The real death. That's remember? right. No, you're right. I remember now. Anyway, uh, they go inside. This is actually, aside from, like, the Pluto stuff, it's actually a pretty good episode. They do go inside her mind. They have to fight these monsters. They have to get mind chibi usage to trust them because she doesn't recognize any of them oh um sorry i just realized you know who they could have utilized was um um what are they the four general the four generals um how do you say it in japanese Shitano? yeah no but they're destroyed I know, but they could I know, and they chose to destroy them where they could have been a useful tool in this situation. In fairness to them, they did not know this was going to happen. And it would have made Mamoru more useful, too, because Mamoru would be like, I had this vision. We gotta help well, her. Well, I, sh- I mean, what they should have done was have, like, all the senshi linked to Mamoru and Mamoru send them into her mind. Yeah, because he's got the mind powers already. Yeah. It's very frustrating. That it's just like, threw you, don't need, you don't need Sailor Pluto to magically show up. You just need Mamoru to be like, I will channel her. Like, this is how we'll do it. It's, it is. I'm very frustrated. It's so very clear that they have no idea how to use him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very annoying. It's so annoying. But, like, when they're fighting inside of her mind, it's actually really great. And, like, you s- I, I am getting pretty tired of, like, the whole... Chibiusa, you have to trust me. No, I don't trust you. Sagi, Sailor whatever. And it's like, I'm, you literally came back into the past for this. Like, I'm so tired. Yeah. Like, you've done this so many times by now. 
Yeah, that's why it feels so long, because they keep rehashing the same story over and over and over again within such, really, so few episodes, you know? Yeah. That's what stretches it out. It's like, didn't didn't we do this already? (laughs) Hasn't she earned your trust yet? Like, what? Right? I mean, like, I guess in the mind it makes sense, but, like, there's times where I'm just like, oh, my God. It gets really frustrating. Anyway, there's, like, a prolific black crystal embedded in her. They find it. They destroy it. She wakes up. Everybody's happy. Yep. Episode 75. Episode 76. (laughs) We still have this stupid-ass breakup. Sapphire's great. Um, Sapphire's, like, we can't just, like, Oh. Infect these dark points. It didn't work. And Esmeralda's like, we have the dark henge. Mm-hmm. And I meant to look this up before the episode, and I didn't because that's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> but I was just every time she says dark henge, I'm just like, what is a henge? Like a stone henge. Yeah, then I remember stone henge. Do you know what a henge is for? Uh, I mean, it's speculated for ritual uh, for ritual purposes, like the seasons. Predicting the seasons, their calendars. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, this henge thing. But the henge is just, like, this crystal statue of her. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, they'll just use that to, like, infect points and infuse them with dark energy. Because what they're trying to do is teleport the Black Moon Clan from the future into the past. But it's just, you know, and destroy it using Nemesis. And it's like, well, we don't have the ability to do that. It's like, well, if we do these dark henges, then we can. Well, um, and they were saying, I was so confused about what they were trying to do, to be honest. Like, they sat there and they had a breakdown, okay? They had, like, Daemon and, and Sapphire and Esmeralda, like, have, having a little powwow talking about it, you know? And yeah. they're, like, they're, like, the Guardians, they're standing in this area and they're holding hands and they're using their power and we have to weaken their power by putting up this hinge. And I'm just, like... I don't understand any of that. What? <laughs> yeah, because like they want to get to this the path the palace, but there's a protective barrier that's being held up by by the, the inner sentry, the future inner sentry, and so they're like, in order to weaken this, we have to go back into the past. And again, like, why do you have to go? To the part past? of me wants part of me wants to be like, so you can't go at any other point in the past. Uh, to do this, but then at the same time, it's just like maybe this is literally the only time that they actually could do that. The only anyway, timeline they have access to, or something like that, right? Like, yeah, this is just shenanigans, yeah. time shenanigans. Like they never, this is not something that's ever questioned. No one ever is like, "What if we do this?" So, like, I'll allow it, <laughs> but I love it because it's just this. Esmeralda is amazing in her little green dress and like her feather boa and her beautiful fan like she's got her I lipstick. love this woman yeah she's pretty fabulous oh my God. her cackle like Esmeralda is a queen and yeah. Demando is stupid oh yeah oh yeah absolutely an idiot I like that so I've been watching the the current English dub um mm-hmm. I love her laugh she's got the classic obnoxious like I will blow up my mic if I do it. Evil villainous laugh with the fan, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they did a good job. Like, the voice actress, kudos. I don't know who you are. I could probably look this up. But kudos to you, girl, for, like, 
keeping that aspect of the character. It's so important for her to have like the most obnoxious and shrill laugh ever. And mm-hmm. she she did it. She used a sultry voice and then she switched over to that obnoxious laugh. And I'm so proud of her. Um, it's great. Good for her. Yeah, right? It's great. That was great. That's great voice acting. And I, I, I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that she'd ever listen to this, but good job. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, this episode, there's like a cake place that opens up. And all the girls go, and Usagi's just eating. And Esmeralda has never eaten cake, apparently, so she's also just, like, keeping pace with Usagi, just shoving her mouth. They're not even getting to a table. Like, I was noticing there are a lot of people eating cake with their hands, and I'm just like, what the heck? But they're at least, like, they're taking the cake to the table and eating with their hands off their... Like, everybody was, like, double-fisting these cakes. But, like, Usagi and Esmeralda were actually standing at the counter. Yeah, they were standing at the table where all of these cakes were being served instead of putting them on a plate and then taking them elsewhere. No, yeah. I I feel like Esmeralda has the excuse of, like, I come from a future where I didn't have this. Um. (laughs) And Usagi just has her ADD lack of impulse control. Yeah. (laughs) It's honestly really cute because they kind of... Like, they don't bond, but they're both kind of like, oh, we're kind of in this together. It's cute. Yeah. But uh, because she feels humiliated. Everybody um, starts staring at them and judging. Yeah. Esma is there to, like, put a dark hinge, and then she sees these cakes. She eats these cakes. Then she's embarrassed. She summons a droid. His name is Marsipan. Yes. And Marsipan actually had the potential to be really threatening, because they, they very briefly, yeah. they so... Marzipan fully encases them in candy. Well, in the dub, somebody got zapped and Luna was like, be careful not to touch them because they've been transformed into sugar. If you touch them, they'll shatter like sugar. Ooh. Yeah. So like at first I was like, oh, they're, you know, they're encased. And then she broke that down. I'm just like, oh, they actually, this is like a sugar Medusa. (laughs) Oh, wow. She's a candy gorgon. What I got from the sub was that, you know, they were trapped within sugar. Ah, well, the dub made it even more frightening. (laughs) And you know what? It's the right. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm not about it. It doesn't matter either way. It didn't amount to anything. Oh! Anyway, stuff happens. The inner sense you transform. They're all encased in sugar. It's like it becomes Sailor Moon. Um, Stuff happens. Tuxedo Mask throws a rose. And then it's like... Oh, yeah. The weakness is water. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing, though. He can't just outright say it. And this was, like, one of my favorite almost meta moments in the show. Because he, he goes on his little cryptic rant. And Usagi is setting there partly in case, right? And she's literally like, what? You know, because he's, like, saying his <laughs> phrase. She's like, what? Right. I'm not following this one. <laughs> she, just, she just thought it out like, I am not, what do you, no, I am not getting what you're putting down. <laughs> and Ami, Ami is the only one who hasn't been encased. And she's like, oh, I understand. It's water. And I don't know why he couldn't just say, use water, you know, Sailor Mercury. And um, anyways, but I just, I like that. All they had to do was be like, moment. Sailor Mercury, email, like the way they always do for Sailor Moon. Yeah. Right? 
Mercury's the smart one, tuxedo mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just... I just, I also just thought it was, especially because, like, Usagi and Mamoru are, like, fighting at this point. I like to kind Mm -hmm. of imagine that she's just being a little bit bitter right now. Just like, no, I don't get it. What are you, what are you saying? (laughs) Why are you here? Yeah. (laughs) It's very cute because Esmeralda totally finds Tuxedo Mask attractive. She's like, ooh, who's this hot guy? And he's literally, like, like, backed up out of the frame. He did. He did. He did a slide. They didn't even fully animate that. He would just like slid out of the frame. He's like, and I'm gone. (laughs) She's like, who's this handsome man? He's like, out. (laughs) I am about that. Yeah. So I actually did like the interactions with Tuxedo Mask in this episode, just because it was comedic. Oh yeah, it was very comedic. This was. This is a very funny episode. I really enjoyed this episode. I loved how after, like, the sense you confront Esmeralda once you're all free and the droid is defeated, and, you know, she, like, straight up is like, you're just a bunch of flat-tested, flat-ass girls. (laughs) They're like, you're an old lady. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, you're just an old lady. She's like, oh my god. And I just... It's so good. I love this energy. Episode 77 is trash. Let me see which one. Oh, yeah. Episode 77 is the one where, like, Usaki shows up and, like, everybody's making friendship bracelets slash promise rings. Like, we're calling them promise rings in Japanese. I'm like, those are friendship bracelets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's just, like, if you make this kind of pattern and you give it to the person you care about, like, you'll be in love forever. And it's just, like... Oh, God, this is going to be a Mama Chan is the worst it's, episode of that. It's gotten, yeah, I get so uncomfortable when it comes to these episodes because they it continues with, like, the gaslighting and the enabling, you know? Like, not a single person, except for, I think, a villain at one point, has tried to encourage mm-hmm. Usagi to move on. Like, uh, I th- no. Yeah, I think... <laughs> Nobody even acknowledges that this is a thing that's happening. No. No. No one even acknowledges that, you know, she's still hung up on him. Like, this is a dude that still shows up to every single one of their battles. Yeah. Like, but he's like, no, I'm not a part of this. This is a dude who literally showed up to kiss your princess awake and then just bailed. Yeah. She's getting, like, her friends, Naru and Umino are talking to her about the bracelets and like, yeah, you know, because Naru is making one for Amino, and it's really cute. And they're like, you know, you should make mm-hmm. one too. And she's like, yeah, I should. And she's thinking about making one for uh, Mamoru, and it hits her what's going on. And she has this, you know, PTSD moment. And she goes and mm-hmm. she walks outside. And I, I think it was, um, uh, which two? I think it's, I think it was Ami and um, Ami and Mako Chan. Yeah, Ami and Mako. Cool. They come up and they're like, what's wrong? And they're like, you can talk to us. You're our, you know, we're your friend. It's better if you talk about it. And I'm like, no, it's not. Because every time she tries to talk about this, you guys gaslight her and pretend like she's being silly and pretend like she, there's no reason for her to worry, you know? She's like, no. Right? We've had, we've had literally 15 episodes of you guys telling her that it's all in her head. Yeah. Like, no, you guys are terrible friends when it comes to this subject. Absolutely not. And then not only do they do that, but then they go with her to the bracelet place and Ami walks over with like a whole kit who's like, yeah, this is the supplies that's supposed to help you get back a lost lover. And I'm just like, Ami, 
No! Like, you guys should be encouraging her to, like... Like, how about we make, like, a self-love... Right? Let's make a self-love bracelet. How about that? Like, why are you guys this is encouraging no her to be hung up on this guy who's being a dick? Especially since, like, this is no longer the point where it's just, like, this is how you can get him back. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's just kind of, like... I mean, Makochan should be saying, like, yo, yo look, it's like you can say the word, and, like, his kneecaps are back. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Seriously, and Ami should be sitting like, there like, well, there's no scientific reason a bracelet would help do this, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, straight up have, like, Minako be like, yo, just, like, give me the word, and I will find a way to, like, spike his drink and make him love you. Like, all right. of her friends should be, like, surrounding her, being like, these are the ways that we can either force him to fall back in love with you or, or kick him, him out of your life like honestly yeah. i honestly if this was a real friend group i think everybody would be trying to get if it was a real healthy friend group they'd be encouraging her to move on you know like girl oh yeah you are better than this i don't care what happened in a past life he is being an asshole now and you deserve to mm-hmm. be loved by the by somebody you know so yeah. like i just mm-mm, girl mm-mm. yeah I do really enjoy the class that she goes to with Umino and... Was, did she go to the class with Umino and Naru? Yeah, they happen to be there when she gets there. It, it's no, it's it's Naru. Oh, they're yeah, already Naru there. She goes there. with Mako and Ami. And I love this because, like, the teacher's like, let's start with this. Like, you can do that, and she can't. They, and like, let's start with something simpler, and she can't do that either. You know what? They did... <laughs> I, I know how to make those bracelets. They did a really good job animating how to do that. Like they showed, oh, really? yeah, they did. They showed how to do the knot vi- visually. How to you make the figure four and you loop it like that. That's actually how you do it. Ooh. So animation team, I love that. you guys have been slacking all season, but I'm giving you points for this. That was great. <laughs> there were points like in episodes 81 and 82 where I was like, ah, you got budget. Yes, the budget moment. <laughs> no, but this was it was very simple. It was very cute. This, I was like, yeah. I was hey. Hey, I see you. I think <laughs> it was definitely, clearly, it was definitely something that they had seen, you know, in their own families or friend groups or whatever. Yeah, that was definitely really popular you know? when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Those bracelets. But they were all friendship bracelets, and I don't think the colors had any meanings, at least not. You know, that's kind of a... Yeah. Depends on what school you go to kind of thing. What, you know, yeah. cultural, little mini I mean, I remember doing, like, friendship bracelets and, like, lanyard mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Um, but that was all, like, pre-fifth grade, so I don't think anybody was even thinking about, like, romance stuff. It was just, like, I give this to you because you're my friend. Yeah, And it took me time and material, and that means that I find you a valuable person. Yeah. I, I knew yeah. how to make the complicated ones, but I almost always turned out the simplest ones because, you know, ADD, short attention span. Bam! Bracelet! Here you go! Favorite colors! Have a good day! <laughs> I really like the droid for this episode because, of course, it takes over the it takes the teacher's place. Oh, um, she was super cute, the, wasn't she? Like as a teacher, she was her super name, cute. Her name is Ubeiding, and Ube in Japanese means arm. Oh, so it's like arm ring, so like the bracelet. Oh, okay, ah. okay, okay. That makes sense. It's cute, right? Mm, that is cute. Um, 
but she's teaching this class and she's using like all the kits to suck energy from people, which is or whatever very they're doing. Classic, yeah. Whatever they're doing, it's very classic Dark Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Usagi tries to do this at night and she can't, so she gives up and she's like, "I'm going to bed," which is a plus strategy yes. for life. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has Momori's nightmare—the whole dream of like this disembodied voice being like, "If you're with her, she'll die," and like the whole image of like her, you know, being destroyed and her be like, "Hey, is that why you dumped me?" That yeah. And again, like, I've talked about this so many times, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Anyway, she runs out, and she uses like, okay, but then, you know, she's talking to the Nupin, she's like, you know, so if you really wanted to make this bracelet for Mama-chan, because obviously she knows that these two are her parents, she's like, I'll make it for her. Yeah. And so... Does she know these are her parents? Because I still, I, they seem so... I don't! They seem so back and forth on what she has knowledge on. I don't know, because initially she definitely knew, and yeah. then now, like, and then she was like, what, Usaki is Sailor Moon? And it's like, you showed up knowing she was Sailor, you knew she had the Ginsweet show. Like, yeah. You know. She she caught a case of the dumbass somehow <laughs> along the way. It's honestly just know. like, how do we stretch, how do we stretch this out even longer? And we're just like, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's fine. It's fine. It's of course. It's great. So these bracelets <laughs> steal energy. Umino and Naru are affected. I did forget to write down the number of times they've been attacked so far. Oh man, um, you're right. We need a counter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, I will say that like they do have to go and like Usagi gets Usagi doesn't confront someone about the stream and he's like, it doesn't change anything. And she's like, screw you. Goes home, sees like Chibisa like being attacked by this. No, uh, like, she doesn't oh. go all the way home. Uh, Chibiusa goes to go find her with oh, Luna, so they're yes. actually waiting outside the apartment complex for her. So that's like, right. So she Usagi just got done them. like crawling. Like Usagi was like in the hall. Like he pushed her out of his apartment and slammed the door with her crying in the mm-hmm. hall. Being like, right? I don't care what your dream says. It's a lie. I don't believe it. And, I need, and I'm and i going to love you no matter what. And he's just like, I can't be with you. Because, you know, her her autonomy doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to be so mad if in episodes 83 to 89, it's going to be like, so that mysterious voice in these dreams were coming from King and Demian. Because that's bull. You know it's going to be. I know it's going to be, but it's absolute bull. Yeah. It's garbage. Yeah. Like, Mamoran slash Prince and Demon slash King and Demon stands his life so hard that his bedtime stories for his daughter were of his wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And why would he do right. anything that would je- jeopardize the birth of his daughter? Right? Anyways. So anyway, <gasps> we will cross that bridge when we... <laughs> Across that bridge, I get there. Um, oh my lord! Anyway, so, anyways, so, so she, this whole yeah, she comes downstairs and um, she comes downstairs and Chibiusa, who's who's becoming kinder to her finally, is like um, uh, she gets attacked by the bracelet and um, Usagi is like they manage to get it off of her and they're like oh shoot the bracelet store. 
you know, because they they've been in this game long enough. They're not going to sit there and wonder, how could this be happening? They're like the bad guys at the, the bracelet store. And um, yeah. they they start heading over there and and all the other girls are around people who are getting attacked, too. So they're all like bracelet store and make their way over. I wrote this down, and I don't remember anything else of the fight, but I wrote down animation for Tuxedo Mask is amazing. <laughs> I was trying to remember the fight, because I just, I, I, I remember, I was trying to think, because I think the fight. It was a good fight. Yeah. With him against Ude Ring. But I can't remember it now. <laughs> yeah. Because there was so much, but I think it's just because there was so much other stuff going on in the episode. Yeah. Um, it was really great because, like, the sentries show up and Esmeralda is like, you figured out that I was doing this? And they're like, uh, yeah. And she's like, that I was using this to do this? And they're like, uh-huh. So you knew the whole time that I was going to do this? And they're like, yeah, 100% we knew. Wait, wasn't that in the Thank Venus-centered you. episode? No, this, there's definitely part of that in the, in the Minas episode. They do episode, it twice. But, like, <laughs> they do it twice. Okay. Oh, yeah, that one isn't the, the specific one like that is in the Minaka episode. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Esmeralda definitely gives away the whole plot, and they're like, okay. Oh, yeah. Esmeralda is constantly giving up the whole plot. They don't even, they don't have to deduce anything. They don't have to figure anything out. She's just like, darn, you knew that I was going to blah, blah, blah. And they're like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, we, oh, sure? They're like, we haven't even talked to you yet. Yeah. Like, it's not even your turn. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a whole... Anyway, they defeat the droid. Esmeralda goes away. Tuxedo Mask is like, I'm out. And Taylor Reed's like, it's time for me to let him go. And then her friends are like, no, you, you can't let him go. You're meant to be. Look at how much you love him. You love him. Get I'm your running shoes so... on. Go after him. I have to tell the audience that, like, I'm mad at this. Like, I'm so mad at this. She too. goes after him. Like, they're in their civilian clothes, they, like, meet on a bridge, they just, like, gaze into each other's eyes lovingly, and I'm like, I want to puke. And I'm sitting there like, wait, are they just gonna kiss and call it good? They, they don't even, do they kiss? Yeah, they do. I don't even remember. They kiss. They oh, kiss. okay. They don't That's even That's right, they zoom out. Yeah. They, yeah, they zoom out and kiss. And all is forgiven. They don't have a conversation. There's no, like, resolution. He doesn't even say, like, you know what? I don't know what the deal is with that dream. I'm going to get over it. I'm so sorry. Nothing. Nothing. They just... Nothing. Nothing. shows up. It's just, okay. And they We're kiss. back together. Not even a statement like that. Not even that. Nothing. They just kiss. And there we go. Done. I hate this plot so much it did nothing it did nothing but get it honestly no if they did it was pointless it added nothing it subtracted from the story it showed really poor writing it really it really did subtract like i would have enjoyed the season so much more if we got to see everybody functioning as a team and instead we saw mamaru being a terrible boyfriend and we saw the senshi being really bad friends you know? Yeah, there's there's no sense of cohesion in this season of them as a team at all. It's all no. just Usagi and Shibisa. And I almost wonder if they have almost a trade-off of writers, because, like, they finally just kind of, like, stop that BS yeah. <laughs> randomly. 
I'm, and then we start I'm, getting. I don't know. I don't know. It's so much worse, like reading the manga and then going and reading, not reading, but watching the anime right after, mm-hmm. and being like, "Oh wow, like guys, like they had what you needed to do here." You know, like you didn't have to follow it one to one, but like they were all working together. Like Momura was part of their team huddles. Yeah, like, yeah. Like he he had a purpose on the team. A, there's at one point in one of these episodes, uh, he like straight up is pushed off a roof and he just like hits the ground and I'm like, in your universe, it's never stated that he has magical properties. <laughs> like, nobody talks about him having magical powers. He's fine. And he just fell off a roof. He's fine. A human man. He's fine. Anyway, you got a blood episode seventy seven. Episode seventy seven was hot hot garbage. So they made it up to me, specifically to me. Uh, <laughs> personally. By, personally. They made it up to you personally. <laughs> by making episode 78 a Minako episode. With the exception of the first season, every single Minako-centric episode is a gem. Mm-hmm. I literally fight anybody to the death who thinks otherwise. Because <laughs> all of her episodes are lighthearted, slapstick, gorgeous fun. And she always succeeds at the end of the day it's very charming she's wonderful she's beautiful she's so well-meaning she's so bad at everything that isn't like fighting yeah it's really cute i love minako yeah it's i mean the theme for the episode is a is a little bit of an epidemic <laughs> not that strikes we, a little we, close to home. we don't know anything about that <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the anime, like, wearing masks to, like, protect each other and me being like, eh, funny how that is. Yeah. Uh, Esmeralda basically created a, a little mini Sailor outbreak. Moon, wait! Sailor Moon predicted this! We need to dig through the episodes for more predictions! They knew this was coming! Uh, Sailor Moon is not like the seasons when it comes to predicting things. <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> um, but all of a sudden she are sick. Like Chibiusa, Isagi, Mars, Mercury, and Jupiter. But Minako is A OK. And it starts out with um, uh, she shows up to Ray's house and is like, I'm here to take care of you. And it just basically causes a bunch of chaos, like, causes, makes a huge mess, doesn't make edible food, like, makes people sicker. Like, Ray picks up the phone, like, halfway through and it's Mako on the other end, and she's like, uh, so Minako's fine, and Ray's like, what, what is it? And she's like, oh, is she there already? Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> as it turns out, Minako visited Ami, then Mako, ruined their homes, and was like, well, I've got to do better for Ray." Yeah, so she, she basically comes over, tries to help, makes a mess of everything, and leaves a mess behind. She comes through, like, a hurricane, and, <laughs> and Mako was calling to try to warn Ray before she got there. Uh, they yeah. do manage to call Usagi before she gets makes it to Usagi's house. So it's hilarious because Usagi doesn't want to hurt her feelings that she's trying to stop her from making those same mistakes, which is feeding her awful porridge, um, ruining her tape deck by by I don't even know how she made it explode in Ray's house, and chucking a thermometer that. through the window, um. And the whole, she broke the window by throwing a thermometer through the glass glass window. (laughs) 
my god. And, like, the whole time Artemis is, like, begging her to stop. Yeah. Artemis is just, like, in a basket, like, when they're out and about, or, like, and, like, just begging her. Like, Please, Please. Minako, it's not working. Stop doing Please this stop. to your friends! <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm helping. He's like, you are not. And Chibiusa is also um, healthy. Yeah. So she- Chibiusa is healthy. It's so cute because Luna P is floating around providing assistance and is wearing an apron. <laughs> And Luna P in an apron is like literally everything I need in my life. <laughs> yeah, they, um, I don't know where, oh my god. I was gonna say, I don't know where Venus got her little nurse outfit, because her and, and Chibiusa had their little nurse outfits. But, but Minako has, has a pen. disguise pen. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and Chibiusa has Luna P. Yep. So they, they generated nurse outfits. <laughs> That's adorable. It, Aww, where was that scene? Really, the thing is, too, is that the episode shows that, like, Isaki's mom is home. She's also very sick. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, watching Venus screw stuff up, and she's like, I have to go back to bed. She's <laughs> like, I will clean this later. <laughs> I'm going to Poor bed. I've got a migraine. <laughs> But what's really cute is that Chibiusa genuinely believes that Venus can't help. Yeah, she believes in her, and it's precious. She has a lot. She has a lot of faith. That's very sweet. She has a lot and, of faith. Um, she has a lot of faith in everyone who's not Usagi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Um, but at some point, you know, like when things kind of settle down a little bit, Nisaki's just like, like, why are you doing this for all of us? You know, like you don't have to do this. You know, is it because of the past life? Because you're a senshi? And Minako's like, no, it's because I love all of you. I love you for who you are. Mm-hmm. And not just because of the past life. And it's, I love Minako so much. It's so sweet. It's sweet. It's a hilarious and very heartfelt episode. It's it's a good palate cleanser after all of that. We you know what? We're not even gonna mention. We're not even gonna mention that it's, whole thing anymore. It's so good. I don't remember how like Venus goes to fight the droid. Oh yeah, there is a droid in this episode too. Yeah, oh, I remember. I remember. Potomacon. Yeah. Okay. Shibuya. Uh, is going to the pharmacy to pick up <gasps> That's medicine. Right. Yeah, she's going to the pharmacy to pick up medicine. And, and Esmeralda and the droid are there, and they're like, how is it that there's somebody healthy enough to yell? Yeah, and she like bursts into the back room, and she's like, I'm here to pick up medicine! Which is a mood. I have so much trouble getting my yeah. medicine sometimes. She bursts into the back room. I knew there was someone here! I'm standing to get the medicine for the Sakia residents! She's just, like, so over it already before she's even... <laughs> she's like, I'm out front. Yeah. Nobody's giving me the medicine. Um, and so, obviously, they go to attack her. Venus arrives. Um, and Esmeralda is shocked. She's like, so you knew that, like, this virus was something created by me to weaken the people of Tokyo? And that I planted a dark henge here? And that Parmacon here is my droid? And, and Venus is like, uh-huh. Of course. It was so obvious. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty funny. She's She just plays it totally it's, straight like she's entirely competent. And Chibiusa's sitting in the corner like, What? 
Like, she oh, that's <laughs> She's like, oh, that's right. She needs to learn. She comments that he's, that Venus is a, that Minako is an actress. She's like, oh, that's right. She likes to act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Chibiusa learns a valuable adult skill. Sometimes you're in a situation where you just have to lie. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's really great because, like, the end of this episode has everybody feeling better, but Minako is sick. And so Usagi decides to pay it forward mm-hmm. and is, of course, Usagi and, like, is clumsy and breaks things and messes stuff up. And Minako's like, ah, this is what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Minako and Usagi are are equally competent. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why yeah. they're sister planets. My- <laughs> they're both giant messes in their own right. Oh yeah. My favorite my favorite panel in the entire manga is literally in like the stars arc where the this where Minako finally gets to go to high school with everybody. And so she, like, grabs Usagi's hand, and she's like, I can't wait to take makeup exams with you. And Usagi's like... Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, like, I know what our level is, and it's rock bottom. <laughs> but we can do it together. It's, I love it. It's so good. Uh, episode 79 is an Artemis episode, which we get very rarely. So he's mad that nobody takes him seriously, which is completely fair. Like, everybody is quite mean to him. They really are. Like, I don't understand why he's the Meg of this series. Like, Family Guy Meg? Like, everybody just yeah. shits on him all the time. Especially Luna. Like, dude, Luna, why do you have to be Luna such a dick to him? Luna is so much meaner to him in the anime than in the manga. Like, she definitely is like, haha, Tiki, Artemis, you're such a boy. Which is fine. But, like, yeah, in the anime, there's... There are multiple times where she inappropriately laughs at him, and it's like, oh yeah, there's legitimately something wrong. He's actually on the right track here. Like, yeah, like stop laughing at Artemis. Manga, yeah, in in the manga, it's kind of cheeky. It's kind of cute. Like, it, it's very playful in the manga. In the anime, it's not playful. It's malicious. <laughs> mm. I feel like a lot of the times, like the anime took some of the humor or the ribbing in the manga and then dialed it up to 11 and it's like that's not how this works yeah yeah it just you no know, i guess mm, there's a line there and they don't know how to not cross it yeah i mean i guess like in some of the ribbing it, it's definitely that i've seen among male friends more than i've seen among female friends and definitely not a dynamic that i've seen from female friends towards male friends Unless it's like middle school, high school, right? But even then, you know? within male friends, but Luna is yeah. But it, even then, well, it's like you know that there's. I was going to say, yeah, but even then, I was going to say when it comes to male friends, like when they have, it can become unhealthy. I've seen it a lot of times where they'll have a group of friends, and then you have the one that's the butt of every joke, and it starts off pretty lighthearted. But I've watched the that become extremely unhealthy, like. Where it's like, you need to hang out with new friends. Like, why are you putting yourself through that? Like, oh, they're just joking. Oh, yeah. it's just for fun. It's like, no, this is cross that line, you know? And that becomes mm-hmm. normal. That's very normalized, and it shouldn't be normalized. Like, if you have a friend, like, teasing is okay. But if you notice one person, this is our Sailor Moon says moment. <laughs> 
If you notice yeah. one of your friends, if you notice one friend is literally the butt of every single joke, that is going to affect their self-esteem, even if it is just joking, you know, that will eat away at them in time. So if you have a friend like that, stand up for them, you know, <laughs> be the one to break that cycle, you know. Anyways. Yeah, don't. Sailor Moon don't. says. <laughs> Sailor Moon says, don't be a jerk to people you say are your friends. Yeah. Listen to them, trust them, believe in them. Definitely. Anyways, so yeah. Artemis Arm- Artemis is the one that gets teased within the group the most. And it, it yeah, but he, he, he finds, um, what is it? He finds a droid that's basically taken over in like an animal sanctuary um, mm-hmm. and is infecting the animals with dark energy so that they can have little shows to like attack other people to spread that dark energy for the dark end. Yeah. Luna, so they think that Usagi tries to convince Luna that he's there because he ran away from home. Because it's like an animal shelter as well as... Yes. All of a sudden she, like, tell Luna, like, this is your fault. Like, he's there because you make fun of him all the time. So he ran away to the animal sanctuary. So you need to go apologize. Which is is ridiculous because, Minako, you're the ringleader in all of this. Oh, Yeah. And she gets there, and he's like, oh, wait, why are you here? And she's like, oh, I was just passing by. And they, like, it's so bad. Like, you gonna apologize or no? Like, just be nice to Artemis. Just basic decency. You don't have to, like, dote on him or anything. Just don't be a dick Mm -hmm. about it. Anyway, everyone's, this is an episode where everyone is mean to Artemis, and Artemis is completely right. Luna, um, Luna kind of goes, I think Luna goes full Cinderella in this one. Oh my god, really? Yeah. It's honestly like they kind of bent everyone's personalities to fit the plotline that they wanted. They really do, yeah. Like, oh, this poor put-upon man surrounded by all of these women, you know. Yeah, which is sad because it, and- it was nice to have... It was nice to be like, hey, let's follow Artemis for a while. But then the arc they gave him was just like, mm. yeah. he's, he's just like, I'm going to prove that I'm useful by attacking this droid all on my own. Artemis, you're a cat. Why? Artemis, honestly, Artemis has been doing a lot of like, I will be the decoy, you go get the others. Yeah. He has been doing that all season. Yeah. Artemis is a king. He is. He's great. He's adorable. Anyway, stuff happens. They defeat the bad guy. It's fine. Um, everyone's like, sorry for being a dick to you, Artemis. And Artemis is like, thank you. That's all I really wanted to hear. And there's a dog that looks like a grandpa. There is a dog that looks like <laughs> a grandpa. There's so many cute animals in this episode. All of those kittens were adorable. Like, yeah, but all I want to do is break the law and like bring a, an extra cat into this apartment, and I'm not going to. <laughs> but Grandpa Dog is best boy. Episode 79 is fine. It's not as good as 78. <laughs> yeah, 79 is fine. 78 is better. Yeah, 78 is good. Uh, episode 80. Uh, this is where we see Esmeralda in the back. She likes Jasmine. She and I both have this in common. I like Jasmine. Um, Sapphire Skulls. Sapphire scolds Esmeralda. He just shows up and she's like, oh my god, I'm in the bath. And he's like, you're not doing, you're not working hard enough. Like, are you even trying? Sapphire, the ace king he is. 
Safir shows up and he's like, I do not have time for this. Like, I don't like, care get like, out why you're work. taking a bath. Like, we have no time for this. I, um, So she... And considering she's she, there the entire episode, it makes me wonder how long she was there before he showed up. Like, she's just like, okay, you've been doing this long enough. Go do something. <laughs> I wonder if she was in there for like a half an hour and then he showed up and like, you have to go and actually do your work. And she was like, now it's a challenge. <laughs> I will stay in here until my droid has defeated the Senshi. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing. She sends a droid to take over Umino's cram school. Mm -hmm. And so everybody at uh, Jigon Middle School um, is talking mad shit about Ami and how she has the highest score and saying that she cheated. Yeah, like... And Umino, like, actually, you know, because they're... He produces a cheat sorry. sheet. He produces a cheat sheet. He's like, oh, I found this in her desk. Or her bag. Whatever. Yeah, and it's like, of course, like, she's a cheater. There's no way she could be friends with Isagi and be the top scorer. Mm -hmm. Just, like, rude. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's what kind of blew my mind was, what? like, it wasn't just, like, a rumor going around. Like, he pulled out a cheat sheet. So, like, somebody... Yeah planted that and was like hey look what i found she really is a cheater you know so yeah. like and like boys like come up to ami and manka's like hell no oh i know <laughs> and literally throws three boys on top of each other she's like nobody messes with my girl yeah but one of them did go to grab her first she didn't yeah. she didn't lift a hand she she's basically mm -hmm. telling them to back off until one of them put their hands on her first so yeah she's like oh ho, ho. let's go boy <laughs> like he walks over and grabs her collar and i'm just like oh no down he goes bam i i don't think you could see usagi's shot in that usagi's face in that shot but like i'm pretty sure usagi's face is like ah right <laughs> here you go how come mm -hmm. um but ami's like you know it's not that big of a deal like people have been saying this shit for years like it's fine and it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. And Isagi and Mako are like, she's not fine. She a liar. Yeah. She's not fine at all. <laughs> um. So it's, of course, it's a, it's a mind-altering droid, obviously. You know, everybody going to that It's a mind-altering droid. It's basically like a redo for first ever Yoba, right? Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to recreate. Yeah, except it's not her crime, her cram school. It's, 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 it's a it's, it's, the story is different because it's a different cram school. <laughs> I actually did look up like, okay, what is a cram school? So there's two types of cram schools, and one of them is like this is to help kids who are not caught up. Mm -hmm. You know, this is to help kids catch up to what's being taught in school mm -hmm. because apparently they have really large class sizes in Japan, like forty kids. Gee, you don't know what that's like. <laughs> so they have Juku, and they also have one that are like specifically to get you into specific school. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like so. Those are the study hall on steroids, right? Yeah, I would not do that. It's more focused school with smaller classes. Yeah, my little my my ADD brain would just break. I would have nervous breakdowns. I. I would be really interested to find out, like, what the neurodiversity level is in Japan. That's a good, that's a good question. Because if you look, if you, like, test people who are, like, oh, well, like, because mandatory schooling is only to the completion of middle school in Japan. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to go to school anymore after that. Mm -hmm. um, 
So it'd be really interesting to like do a study where it's just like how many people who dropped out of schooling after middle school are, are people who would who are neurodivergent. And it's not that they're stupid. It's just that the system isn't at all built for them. Right. Right. Because that, that's a big issue I had with school is just the, the setting doesn't work well for me. You know, like actually mm-hmm. I did, I did extremely well with uh, online school when I did it. Um, I did some classes online and, uh, because I had more control of what time I could do the class, uh, of my surroundings. Yeah. I had more control over my surroundings. Um, I, I just, it worked better for my brain. And I know some people who do excellent at school who are neurotypical, who, who do better in an actual like classroom setting. Uh, and I just don't do great in classroom settings. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. very interesting because sometimes just it, that setting doesn't work for you. That, that method doesn't work for you. So interesting. I never thought about that. That's interesting to think about. Um, anyway, so Ami goes to investigate the crime school, sees like all this dark energy. She transforms, calls the others and then immediately goes on the attack. The droid's name is Iwaka, which I think is like good work. Oh, <laughs> they're so um, silly. And she uses, to my surprise, Shabon Spray Freezing, which is her power up from the beginning, from the Dutriarch. Mm, mm-hmm. I did not expect to see Shabon Spray Freezing ever again. <laughs> and then not only does she do that, she does double Shabon Spray Freezing because Iwaku develop like sends out these clones to attack her, and she freezes them and like breaks them apart. Um. And so when the others arrive, uh, Mars, Jupiter, and Venus, uh, who hypnotizes Mercury to think that they're, like, accusing her of cheating and making fun of her. And when Usagi brings up the rear, Hiwaku tries to hypnotize her as well, you know, like, is like, you're so stupid, et cetera, et cetera, all these things. And Usagi's like, yep. <laughs> For a moment, she pretends like she's upset, and then she's just kind of like, so you say that I'm dumb and I have a flat chest and that I'm clumsy? She's like, so what? <laughs> I'm used to she's getting like, all names. This is not a big deal. And the bad guy's just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It's great. That's kind what of happens? not okay. <laughs> no, it's it's like, oh, it's sucky. But then at the same time, like, I kind of get how she feels. Like, I've been in that situation where it's like, I've been called all, like, these terrible names and I'm like you know what actually yes your words have no power over yeah me. fight me yeah yeah that's very much what it's like she's just like okay so what what about it mm-hmm. um I do love that when Tuxedo Mask shows up to help he immediately gets his ass kicked. <laughs> just instantly yeah this is actually like, a formidable uh, villain. Yeah, you just throws Tuxedo Mask off the roof onto the ground. Yeah, yeah, this one was he actually... He deserves it. I don't feel bad. Yeah. This is actually... This is a pretty good episode. This guy was actually a threat. Um, yeah, it was nice. Anyway, um... Eventually, they defeat Kiwaku, but, like, Mercury gets Kiwaku to think that uh, she's been hypnotized, but then turns around and, like, freezes Iwaku's antenna, which I guess breaks the ability to hypnotize or to make clones. And, uh, then they defeat her. Yeah, because this fine. guy, this, this droid, I keep saying guy, they're all girls. Everything's a girl. Anyways, this droid, uh, thinks that if, if 
Ami thinks her friends hate her, that she's actually going to, like, attack her friends, which Mm -hmm. Ami would never never do that. (laughs) Yeah. Stop making fun of me. I'm going to kill you all. Just like, no, no, not, not this girl. No. Ami is unfortunately the type of person who, if everybody was attacking her, she would also eventually attack her. That she would turn it inward. Yeah, that yeah. that would just turn into depression for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that would have been a dark you, turn. But oh, oh my god, <laughs> you are gonna be so excited for PGSM. Oh, I'm like I've been trying to get you to watch that series for literally seventeen years. Has it really been that long? Yes, it's been 17 years. Okay, but like 15 of that, I've been chronically ill. <laughs> That's fair, but also I, I've been six. I've been six since I was 16 years old. But <laughs> I'll watch it, anyway. especially now that we're doing this. It gives me a very specific reason to be like, okay, guys, gotta leave me alone. I've got a podcast coming up. I gotta watch all these episodes. And it's great. I love it. <laughs> Just leave me alone. It's, it's Sailor truly, Moon time. <laughs> truly fabulous. Yeah. Okay, so episode 81 is actually another cute episode because this is where we meet Chibi's friend Momo from, from elementary school. She's so cute. They don't say this in the show. So there's two things about Momo. One, she's Chinese. Mm-hmm. That's why she has like the little hair bun and her, the way her clothes look. Mm-hmm. Um, that's explained in, like, a side story in the manga. And two, Momo is her first friend that is her age. Yeah. They kind Teresa of, they, has never had they a do a flashback. So they do, they do illuminate that she's her first friend at that school. But yeah, they, they mm-hmm. don't elaborate and, and show that she actually didn't have friends in the future. She just had a hard time making friends in general. Mm-hmm. She had no friends. Momo is her first friend. It's very cute. Yeah. Momo uh, um, Momo means uh, peach in Japanese, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Chibiusa is sick and Momo comes to visit and all the girls are like, oh, it's so cute. And Ami's like, I wonder where the enemy is after Chibiusa. Um, <laughs> and apparently everyone's like, oh, hey, yeah. That's they finally, yeah, yeah, you're right. They finally they sh- sat and asked that question. Why are they after um, her? Ami is the smartest person on this team and apparently the only person who owns a brain cell. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they all have to share it's, it. <laughs> it's it's very strange. Um, we do get to meet Carol and Akiro for the Dark Hedge this time because Esmeralda's like, we're going to double fist it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to have have two Dark Henges at the same time. Uh, I did not remember them being in the anime. I thought they were manga only. It's weird. I don't know why I thought that. Because um, they're handled so differently. Yeah. They've, so yeah. they have one in the woods and they have one at Chibiusa's school. Mm-hmm. The Darkenge. And so, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, read my handwriting and I can't. <laughs> it's... But Everybody starts. Esmeralda is like we don't. Esmeralda is like we don't have time to waste. Like we need to get a bunch of energy and just speeds it all up. Mm-hmm. And so Chibius is late to school, and by the time she arrives, like the whole school is in chaos. Like all of these kids are fighting each other. They're just like in the schoolyard, like duking it out. I don't see any adults. Mm-hmm. They're just like the kids are crazy. We're staying inside. I don't know. They don't show them at all. But you just see. It's just like like 
a grand royale of little elementary school kids fighting in the yard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Momo goes to like beat the crap out of Chibiusa. Uh Luna and Artemis Luna's there. Luna's like followed Chibiusa because she was late and was like, oh shit. <laughs> and um Artemis is like, okay. Shows up at Stark Tower, they call the Senshi. Four of the Senshi go to the park and Sailor Moon goes to the school to get Chibiusa. Akiril pieces out, which is what it's saying that he'll be at the school, because Akiril is in the park with a dark hand, and he's like, see you at the school, kids, and they're like, I guess. Yeah. And, um, Usagi finds Chibiusa, gets attacked by Kirill and Akiril, and Momo. Yeah. They have a really cute moment, though, is- when, when Usagi gets there, because, like, uh, Chibiusa's hiding in what I'm guessing is, like, the science room or the health room. Because uh, it's got, like, a skeleton yes. in there. And it's, like, she walks into the room and she's like, Chibiusa? Chibiusa? And, like, the skeleton, like, falls down at her. She's like, she goes to scream. It moves forward and, like, drapes itself over. Yeah. She goes to scream, but she realizes that somebody else is crying. She looks down and it's Chibiusa. Chibiusa had been hiding behind yeah. it. And it's really cute because it's just, like, she's finally, like, trusting usagi and not like right off the bat um like yelling at her like why are you here yeah and then chiral pops out of the blue and like then they are being attacked by something and that's yeah yeah um he appeared in a creepy way there's attacks chibisa activates her main power to save momo Mm -hmm. um it's very sweet um like she purifies momo and um, Kirill and Akira are like, well, dang. And so Kirill goes to attack Chibiusa, but Momo's like, no, and like jumps, pushes Chibiusa out of the way, um, which then further activates Chibiusa, and it's just like this big pillar of light. Triggers it, wise men. It triggers her PTSD. Yeah, because this is what happened in the past, because we see a flash of like Neo Queen Serenity turning around to push Chibiusa out of the way. And so it's like, oh, uh, Chippeus is reliving this traumatic event of her mom pushing her out of the way so that she doesn't get attacked. And Wiseman and Diamond see, like, this evidence of her power and decide that instead of killing Chibiusa, aka Rabbit, like they've been trying to do for however many episodes, they're like, maybe we should keep her alive. Yeah, maybe we should use her. <laughs> yeah. Tried to crack- uh, tried Sapphire, to her. like, makes a face in the background. Sapphire's like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> This is a bad idea, guys. Anyway, Esmeralda's like, I will attack. They're like, no, hold off. Um, and then Chibius at the end of this episode tells the others, she's like, I'm ready to go back to the future. There's only two brain cells in the show, and it belongs to the blue characters. <laughs> if you have blue hair in Sailor Moon, you're intelligent. <laughs> Someone is going to come at me about Sailor Aluminum Siren, but her hair is ice blue, so fight me. It's not the same. Right. It's dark blue. Dark blue only. Dark blue. Dark blue pixie cut, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Long hair out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is our formula now. This is just straight. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, episode 82, the last episode of this for this, this episode. 
Uh, it has them all go to the future. Shibiusa has a nightmare of them all dying. Mm-hmm. Um, Starts to have second thoughts. Mama, Mama anticipates her like trying, wanting to leave before them and without them. And um, the animation budget is clearly very obviously increased here. Um, and he convinces her, you know, not to do that. So yeah, because she's they all go together with the time key, and she's like, "Everybody, hold on to me. Like, don't let go, or you'll get lost." Uh, so obviously, everybody gets lost. Yeah, but not <laughs> quite as immediately uh, as in the manga. <laughs> but they, they, it's pretty. They, immediate. they get attacked, though. They actually get attacked this time. Only Usa- only Usagi gets attacked. She gets attacked by Pluto. Which is ridiculous, because Pluto has been telling them this whole series to show up. I think maybe I'm getting mixed up. At what point does Esmerod, like, do the thing and is like, now they're lost in the time labyrinth? That's later. That's later? Oh, so they get lost twice. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Yeah. It's, okay, instead of, like, going, like, they show up and then Pluto's like, oh, here's where you need to go. She sends them down a whole another corridor. Like, no! The door is cool, though, because, like, the circles on the door, they're faces of the moon. Oh, look. All of the aesthetic of the space-time door. Very good. Very cool. Um, 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Nobody questions Sailor Pluto. Absolutely no one's like, how are you here? Like, who are you? Why are you here? Like, what is the purpose of you? Why can't you help us? No, wait, nothing. Not a question. They do, wait, don't they ask if she can come with them? I think they do. I think they do ask Probably. if she can come with and them. She's and like, she's like, no, yeah. this is where I'm stationed. This is where I'm meant to be. Yeah, because they do comment as they're leaving. Like, Follow the questions, Ami! Huh? Oh, this is... Ami, this is literally your only job to ask questions. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. She's like, no... Nobody asks. She's the solitary... Senshi, who's supposed to be here throughout all time. Luna, Luna uh, is like, oh yeah, I remember hearing about a Senshi that guards the t- door of time that nobody's supposed to know about. This must be her. This must be Sailor Pluto. And, um... So annoying. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff where it's like, I understand that some of these things are easier to reveal in a manga, but it's just handled so poorly here. As they have so much um, more time too. I think what's so frustrating about it is there's so much filler. Yeah. There's an abundance of filler and rehashing and rehashing and rehashing the same thing. And they they easily could use that time to flesh out all of this, you know? But mm-hmm. they they have to I, I think the only reason they don't is because they're so bent on sticking with the Monster of the Week format, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> it's very frustrating to kind of just like sit there and be like I see where you could have been better mm-hmm. um, and again like maybe like I'm definitely partially judging these people like I don't know what the production schedule is like I don't know what the people above them was dem- were demanding of them I don't know if they were like here's the ideas that we have for the right. story and for somebody you know who like has never touched a script or like who doesn't know how, like, a story flows is like, no, I want you to do this yeah. instead. Well, you know, I think... Like, we do have to be understanding of, like, no, there are things that happen in the production of TV shows and cartoons yeah. where the powers that be step in, especially in the 90s mm-hmm. where they had nothing but control to say, like, 
actually know yeah. you're going to do this because this is what's popular. This is what best for I feel like that is the biggest problem with especially this season, but Sailor Moon, the series in general. Because, yeah. like, like I said, they're shoehorned into that Monster of the Week format, which was very popular at the time. And they had to do this, the, the, the multicolor um, superhero team was very popular at the time. Um, but at the same time, they're not spending that time focusing on, you, you have these five characters, these five main characters, and you're not fleshing them out. You know, you have all of the time in the world to flesh them out, but we might only get you know, a Mirako-centered episode here and there, an Amiya-centered episode here or there. And it it's just... <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think it's a matter of the powers that be being like, yeah, we don't need all of this character development. Just give us another monster, have them fight the monster, have them beat the monster. Formula, formula, formula. You know, you got a formula that works really... and stick to it. And it's obvious that they can write because they always write so much better for the good, for the bad guys. Yeah, areas where they have more freedom to play with, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Um, the reason why they get lost again, because Sapphire notices that, like, a lot of people are time traveling, not using, like, the black crystal, but using, obviously, the pine key. And so Diamond tells Esmeralda to go get Moon and the rabbit and to let all the others die. Esmeralda is like, I'm absolutely not bringing you Sailor Moon because you're obsessed with her and I'm obsessed with you, so she's not allowed to be here. Yeah. Um, because she's and so she a hundred percent competition. Yeah, she attacks them and gets them lost, um, and tells for Droid to kill all the others, but to uh, get Rabbit. Yeah. Um. So it's split into the Senshi team and. What did I write here? Something in cats. Common. Oh, Tuxedo Mask, Tuxedo Mask and the cats. cats, yeah. Yeah, and Chibiusa is by herself. Yeah. She's attacked by a droid. The Senshi are guided to her by her own Ginsky show, Residence between Sailor Moon and Chibiusa. That and... droid had a really cute design. Hmm? That droid had a really cute design. I liked that droid. Yeah, I didn't write down the droid's name. I don't remember either. It kind of made me think of a violin. She did, yeah, because she had the the uh, the f the, the f hole. Little... Yeah, she had the f hole on yeah. her, her torso. She she was pretty. Yeah, she was pretty. Yeah, she has a pretty one. Doesn't do a whole lot, but she's notably pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the senshi determined that like, oh, she's too strong for us to defeat, so they have to combine the powers to do a thing plan of attack. Oh yeah, because she kept reversing um, time, so they'd send a ta- an attack at her, and it would send it back at them. Yeah, she was cool. She had some cool powers. Yeah, she was cool. She was probably the most put together droid. Yeah, so she was. She's almost competent. <laughs> yeah, look, she was close. She was close. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Chibi says like, "I'll be the decoy so that she doesn't interrupt your attack." Um, and just as, like, the droid's about to get her, Tuxedo Mask dives in, grabs Shibuyusa, gets her out of the way, so the plan attack hits them. It's fine, they're all fine, they go through the door to see the future, and it's basically the burned-out shell of Crystal Tokyo. Yeah, well, uh, when they were doing the attack, the way they got it to work is Ami, with her little computer, was like, the only way we can hit her is there's a weak point while she's attacking. 
So if we can get her to attack, mm. then we can attack her at that moment. That's why they, they attacked and get sent back at them. So they're like, we need to use our strongest That's attack, right. and we need a distraction. So Chibius is like, I got this! <laughs> Chibius is like, I am a literal built of distraction. Right. It was made for this. It's my time to shine. Yeah, and she did it. Good um, girl. So yeah, they get to the future, and it is terrifying. Yay! It's terrible. And uh, that's it. That's it for this episode. I feel like we had some real ups and downs. At this least we up. had some ups in this this part of the series. Yeah. I mean, thank God for Minako is all yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Because well, her, her, episode, her episode in Sailor Moon S is honestly comedy gold. I also just generally like spending some more time with side characters like Naru and Umino and Momo. It was very nice to see these friends who are not part of the Senshi, like, still existing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, see their world. Especially since, like, kind of the new characters that were in the manga, like Asunuma, aren't introduced at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so. Yeah, it's nice. It's cute. It's sweet. Uh, Mamoru is still trash, and, like, the fact that he's just, like, so quietly and easily forgiven yeah. for being an absolute butt. For like twenty episodes, uh, I'm not. Yeah, honestly that. though, I'm glad they dropped that whole thing. Like, I, I, it was so. Stupid. I wish they would have had a little bit of resolution, but I'd rather them just drop it all together than just keep continuing with it. Like, if that was my yeah. only choice, like either we can sum it up with no resolution, or we could just keep going about it. It's just like just drop it, just drop, just okay. They kiss. I mean, it's here's over. the thing. They. Sh- they should have dropped it with that Sleeping Beauty episode. Yeah, it it was. That's when it should have dropped. It's like, so you really do care about me? And him being like, uh, no. Like, I don't know why you would think that. It's like you literally broke a curse with your kid. Yeah, that episode. <laughs> that that episode was laid out for that, and um, yeah, there was. It... And they were like, "Let's keep this going for ten more episodes." Like, this isn't causing the kind of tension you want. You think it's causing? It's definitely like, causing tension. <laughs> From your viewers who are losing patience with this dick. Anyways. Everybody's just mad. It's bad enough he's like a god only knows how old he is. He is way too old for her. Oh my god. It's... Writers, why? He has... He has has no friends? Like, he's so... Mm, Anyway. They really, really, really unintentionally made him a predator. Yeah, it's really amazing what a contrast, like, our attitudes are towards Mamoru if you compare us, like, talking about the manga versus talking about the anime. Oh, yeah. No, when we talk about the it's manga, just... we're like, this man is the most wonderful, perfect creature in the world. And then we get to the anime, we're like, this piece of shit! <laughs> like, what are you doing? I was telling my roommate where, because uh, we were watching those episodes for, the, for today, yeah. and, um... She was like, are they still broken up? And I'm like, yeah, it's stupid. And I was like, and it doesn't even make sense. And then I explained to her, like, Mamari loves his wife so much that, like, the bedtime stories for their daughter is literally stories about all the cool stuff her mom did. Right, In any case, I hope you've enjoyed. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Pod or contact us through email at Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. Please rate and review us wherever you find us. Or, Tsukini Goate!
Oshio Kyo. Oshio Kyo.